Welcome to the Flow and Freedom Show. I'm your host, Avril Anderson, coach, mentor, and guide for multi-passionate female entrepreneurs who are ready to let go of the BS around what building a business should look like and create a scalable, thriving, soul-aligned business that balances the divine feminine and divine masculine energies within. Hello, my lovelies, and welcome to this week's episode. And I am so excited to dive into this framework with you. This is my signature framework that I created after years of getting really frustrated when I would sit down with you know myself for some focused time looking at the business. Um, I call this CEO design time. Some people call them CEO dates. Some people call them a weekly review. Whatever your name is for them, it's the time that we actually put in our diaries to spend some time focusing on our business, the direction of our business, how it's performing, where we are in relation to our vision for the business and our goals that we've set for ourselves, and really focusing on setting out the trajectory for the next week. And also looking at the longer term direction of the business. So I have two key frameworks that I use in my business. We have the rinse methodology, which sits, which sits at the front end of the business. And the rinse methodology focuses on all things lead generation, conversion, retention, and also really serving our clients at an exceptional level. And I'm going to come on, I'll do another podcast episode in that. But then we have the repeat methodology to rinse and repeat, because that's exactly what we do with these methodologies in our business every single week. So the repeat methodology or the framework is there to support you to get the most out of your CEO time every week. This is really looking at the core indicators and areas of our business that are really going to move us forward, that are really going to bring us back to focusing on what it is we're really here to do, how the business is aligning with that, and whether or not we need to tweak or change anything or revisit anything. And it looks at it from a really nice holistic approach as well. So literally in this episode, I'm going to take you through that framework so that we can really dive into it and you can take it and implement it in your business. And if you choose to do that, I would love to hear your feedback on how it's going for you. So let's get stuck in. So the R in repeat stands for reviewing goals and metrics. And this is the first thing that I do every single week when I sit down. So Friday mornings are my CEO design time where I really dedicate two hours to sitting down and doing this in my business so that I'm closing out the week with a real clear picture of where I am and really focusing on what needs to happen the next week to help move things forward. So review goals and metrics. So literally what I do is I sit down and ask myself, well, where am I in relation to the goals or the areas of focus that I set myself for that week? And I generally recommend not having any more than three areas of focus because then we just start to get pulled from pillar to post and we lose our focus and just get wound up on unnecessary tasks. So I literally look at what, what I had planned, my top three were for that week, and where I am in relation to those. And I literally do this in a very non-judgmental, I don't try to find solutions at this point. I literally just look and say, okay, what had I set myself for this week? What did I really want to focus on? How far along did I get with that? Why did I not get as far as maybe I wanted? What were some factors at play that um, maybe held things up? And really just looking at that and understanding how far we've got. And I also encourage clients to do this too, because if week after week after week, you keep setting yourself goals, you keep pushing goals to the next week, there's two sides to this. If you keep setting yourself goals and you're not achieving them at at all every week, so every week the goals just aren't getting achieved, then we need to start looking at whether or not there's an issue with alignment, motivation, um, 
maybe overegging a little bit what we can achieve in a week and actually looking at our capacity to achieve but also are we holding on to things that we just don't need to be holding on to anymore and the second thing is if there's a goal that you keep pushing to the next week to the next week to the next week then you need to get honest with yourself and ask yourself why am I pushing this goal out and out and out and out is it because number one I don't want to do it is it number two because I'm actually afraid to do it there's a little bit of fear around that and belief about whether or not you can implement that or do that in your business or number three again are you being a blocker are you holding this goal up do you need to hand this over to someone else does this need to be a goal on your worksheet for the week or does this actually belong to somebody else whether that is a team member if you already have them in your business or do you need a looking outsourcing parts of this project to support you so really getting radically honest with yourself about your goals and where you are in line with that and then the second part of the R in repeat is reviewing metrics so as well as reviewing our goals at this stage we want to review metrics as well and literally I want you to think about what metrics are important to you okay so metrics can sort of be a little bit of a buzzy word and sometimes and definitely in the past I've been guilty of this tracking stuff for the sake of tracking it because someone else was like you should be tracking this in your business every business is different Core indicators for you will be what's important to you will be different to somebody else in another business, depending on what their vision is for the business and also what they're working on at that time in their business as well. So really having a look at what is important to you. So, you know, look at what you've been tracking over the last three months, if you've been tracking anything at all, and really start to ask yourself, have I actually been using this information or what am I using this information to inform? How is this helping me set out my strategy? How is this helping me forward plan? How is this helping me make changes where there needs changes to be made? So really looking at the metrics that you're tracking and some example of metrics, what they can look like is leads. Are you tracking your leads? How many new leads have you got in the business this week? How many of those leads have you progressed through your pipeline? How many sales have you had? How many downloads have you had? Whether that's of a freebie, a podcast, whatever it is. Um, how many signups have you had for um, freebies, workshops, programs, anything at all. Revenue, how much revenue have you generated that week in the business? Expenses, what have your expenses been that week? Um, because often we can get a little bit trigger happy and I certainly have done this in the past where I've been like, oh, let's sign up to that this week, whether it's um, you know, a membership or an event or a new piece of software in the business. And all of a sudden, if we're not keeping on top of this stuff, if we're not looking at where our expenses or where our money is going, we're not creating predictable profitability and also recurring profitability in our business because it can come in one hand and out the other quicker than we can blink if we're not keeping an eye on this. So where are you investing in your business? So keeping track of your expenses and where um, you're investing. Um, visits, whether that's website visits, um, or also if you have a physical store, how many customers have you had coming through the door? Um, how many landing page visits have you had? Um, how many people have abandoned your checkout, your card abandonment? Really looking at, the, and these are just some examples of metrics. They will be different for every business. They will be different. There will be some core ones, obviously, sales, revenue, expenses, um, leads. Those will be generally core for all of us. But the key here is getting realistic about what metrics you need to be tracking, what metrics are really important. Um, and especially when I was in corporate, I saw this on the Friday meetings. It's like, oh my goodness, here we go again, 56 balance scorecards. Uh, and nobody's actually paying attention or actually then using the outputs of the data that is being gathered to make informed decisions. The purpose of gathering the data and the metrics is to make decisions to support you to move your business forward. So if you're tracking metrics at the minute, 
and you're not looking at them, why? <laughs> Are they actually being of any use to you? Um, or if you're tracking metrics and you're not quite sure what to do with them, that's another scenario. But just whilst we're on this one, I want to go into a little um, segue here um, because often clients, I've seen in the past clients making decisions based on the wrong metrics. So we're so quick to track and look at our sales and our revenue, right? But they're actually, when we talk about metrics, they're what we would call a lagging metric because all that information, all sales and revenue actually tells us is it's it's a picture of something that's happened in the past. So the sales have happened, the revenue has come into the business. We are not going to change that. That, is, that figure is not a predictor of your future sales or revenue. That is literally what has happened in the past. We can't influence that any further. That doesn't tell us anything about what next week's or month's sales or revenue is going to be. So often I see clients focusing on the wrong figures and the wrong metrics in the business when it comes to actually looking at about what needs to change in the coming week or month to really help them hit their goals. So really you want to be looking at leading metrics in your business and these are the metrics that we use as predictive measure of future performance. So these are the metrics that are going to predict for us based on what they are what the future performance is going to be. Example, number of new leads, number of people at different stages in, in your you know lead generation system. Those are going to indicate what your future revenue and sales are going to be, not the past sales and revenue. Hopefully that makes sense, but it's really important to start thinking and shifting the perspective on this. We're so focused on sales and revenue, sales and revenue, and these are so important. Of course, you've probably got sales goals in your business that you want to hit, but the key here is you can't use your past sales and revenue to inform your future sales and revenue. What you can use is your predictive measures, which are your leading um, metrics that are really going to help you identify, okay, if I want to hit that sales goal by the end of the month, actually, I need to start getting more leads into the business. So now we can take action from a place of actually knowing what action we need to take aligned to the sales and revenue that we want to generate for that month. So I would challenge you to go and look at where you're focusing on in terms of actually the metrics that you're tracking and which metrics you're actually giving more weight to in terms of helping you plan for what needs to happen in the business in the next week, couple of weeks or months to keep you on track towards your goals. So that was just our guys. <laughs> um, but really, once you actually get these set up, once you have a little system in place for actually looking at, okay, these are the metrics that we track and you can have your team members or you can use automation, things like Zapier to really track these in the background for you. So you're not having to gather these. So what I'm not saying is go and gather them. I'm saying put up, put the systems in place that either you have team members where you can't automate it or automation gathering these metrics for you so that you as the CEO can come in with your visionary hat on and really look at this from, you know, the perspective of, overarching information as opposed to having to go and scurry around and trying to get this stuff together. Then we move on to E, which is evaluate your previous week. And what we mean by this is literally taking some time to drop in and ask yourself what felt really aligned? Where do we feel really aligned? What felt tough? Or where was I feeling resistance? So this is really about now dropping in. You know I'm all about balancing the feminine, the masculine energy. I'm all about creating a holistic business approach. So evaluating your previous week is really all about how did I feel? Where was I out of alignment? Where was the resistance? Um, where was I showing up for myself in alignment with the goals that I set myself for that week? So where were you actually showing up as a version of yourself who had already achieved the goals that she had set out for herself that week? was my week balanced? And this I see this so much 
with clients when they're coming to me saying, I have no time for CEO design time. By the time I get to the end of the week, I still have so much to do. I'm exhausted. And it's all about whether or not you honored yourself during that last week. Did you make space for self-care? Did you make space in your diary so you're not having back-to-back calls? Where were you not honoring yourself? And in reflection, what would you have done differently the previous week? If anything, what would you have done differently? So really evaluating, and this is very much about you as the owner, as the life force behind your business, is how did your previous week feel for you? Are you showing up as your higher self? Was that week a representation of how you want your business to be and how you want to feel in your business? Because if it's not, and if this is a recurring theme, you know, you're going to be able to much easier spot where you're burning yourself out than before getting there and thinking back and going, ah, actually, I've been, you know, fit to the the pedal for the last three months and didn't actually realize. Actually bringing your conscious awareness to asking yourself these questions and evaluating where you were in alignment, where you were out of alignment, where you were maybe overextending yourself or maybe weeks where you felt yourself, you know, taking a step back. And also, I always recommend to clients, and it's something that I've started doing in the last, oh, maybe six or seven months now, is aligning my diary to my menstrual cycle. And this has been a game changer for me because I was so out of tune with that. And I was pushing through on weeks or I'd been in really heavy cold weeks where actually I shouldn't have been because it was on my menstrual cycle. And it was like, Avril, you need to rest. But I was back to backing my diary with things that just didn't need to be in there. Whereas when I started actually bringing a holistic approach and look at me as a whole, as well as the business, I really was able to start realigning my calendar, my commitments around that as well. So I was honoring myself. So that is E, evaluate your previous week. Then we have P, so plan and prioritize for the incoming week. So now at this stage, we have a really good idea of, you know, how the business performed, looking at our our key metrics, where we were and where we've got in terms of the goals that we set ourselves and how we were in alignment or how we felt, you know, in the business the previous week. So P is all about planning and prioritizing for the incoming week. So what is your intention for this week? And this isn't a goal. This is about intention in terms of, you know, how do I want to feel? What am I embodying? You know, and really getting very clear about what it is your core focus, your overarching focus is for that week. Some weeks I will have weeks where it's just a planning week, where I'm actually just sitting in that space of that beautiful feminine energy in terms of actually just letting things flow. I'll let ideas percolate. I'll be very conscious about creating space for myself to really allow myself to focus on upcoming projects or things like that without forcing it from that wounded masculine of do, 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 got to do more, got to get this done this week. So I'll set my intention based on what I need perhaps from the previous week, but also what is in the plan for the business as well. And this allows you to move things about in advance, depending on where you are. And then from there, I set my top three goals for the week. So was there anything from the last week that I didn't get achieved that I need to maybe move into this week? And I'll start with that. Or was there anything from the last week that, you know, I didn't get achieved that actually doesn't need to come into this week? Did it really need to be on my goals list? And getting really intentional about that and focusing on that. And then what are your key marketing activities? So this is where the rinse framework comes in. So all our key marketing activities um, are based around the rinse framework. Um, And I'll share that with you in the next episode. But really just asking yourself, what are your key marketing activities? And just to give you an insight, what RINCE actually stands for is what am I doing to increase my reach? R is for reach. 
I is for interact. So what am I doing this week to interact with my audience? How am I getting my audience to interact with me? And how are we encouraging interaction? Um, N is nurture. So how am I nurturing my leads? How am I nurturing my audience? How am I warming people up? And how am I serving my audience to the best of I'm nurturing them through their decision-making process? And also just through actually learning and engaging with me. S is sell. We don't have a business if we don't sell. So S is what activities are we doing this week to sell? How are we overtly selling? What are we selling this week? How are we selling? What does that look like? And E is elevate. So how are we elevating the experience for our current clients? And we begin a marketing activity in each of those areas every week so that um, we're able to keep that momentum going in relation to our lead generation conversion and obviously sales in the business. So we look at this then in terms of prioritizing for the incoming week. We also do the rinse methodology on a quarterly and monthly basis as well. So we have those higher goals, but then, you know, we're going down into the micro goals of what have we got planned for this week in terms of the rinse methodology. Does that need to change? Do we need to tweak anything in relation to maybe a shift in date for a program that we're opening or something like that? Um, and what tasks and actions need to be put in place to achieve these. So now we're getting down to the point of, okay, these are the goals. What needs to happen this week? And this is where we get to sort of really start to time block, plan out our days, really understand what's going to get the task done, and then start to allocate those into the diary. So that now, instead of when I come in on Monday or I get to the middle of Wednesday next week, um, we really aren't at the point where we're going, oh, there's too many things to be done this week. So by actually looking at the actual tasks that need to take place to help us to achieve these goals, I can very quickly see whether or not that's achievable for me to do those and my team, um, or if I need to outsource something or move something, or if I need to get more off my plate and on to um, other team members' um, schedule of work as well. So really taking the time to plan out avoids you getting into that cycle of, oh my God, I'm so overwhelmed, I have so much to do. And this is why I see this so much for business owners is because we can have a really bad habit of not wanting to let go of things. <laughs> we can have a really bad habit, and this was me, of really actually wanting to hold on to things. But that is where overwhelm comes from. It's not being realistic <laughs> with the time that we have available to us and the tasks that we want to achieve in that time or where our area of focus needs to be. So by actually taking the time in advance to plan this out and have a really clear understanding, you can really start to, number one, create space in your diary because you're not cramming it full of everything under the sun. Number two, you can really better self-direct your time and your, your team's time. And number three, you can feel in control because you're able to see the landscape in front of you. And the last thing I do when I'm planning and prioritizing for the incoming week is what do I need next week? And this is what do I need as the person? So this is all about self-care and those beautiful divine feminine vibes there, my lovelies. What do I need? How am I taking care of myself? Where am I prioritizing me next week? So I really start to lean into understanding what it is that I need. And then E is eliminate and energetically align. So this leads on perfectly um, from the last slide. So this is then now that we have an understanding of what needs to be done for the next week and what tasks need to be carried out. And we have that all listed out and we know what needs to happen. What doesn't belong on your list or in your diary? And this is where you get ruthless. And, you, you know, I genuinely now do really get ruthless with this. What doesn't belong on my list or in my diary? and asking yourself that and noting that out. Are you making things overly complex? 
So I asked myself here, Arvel, what are you over creating? Where are you creating complexity that there doesn't need to be complexity? And if you haven't listened to the previous episode, Easy is Right, then I would advise you to do that because that'll tie in very well with this point is, so how can we simplify what we have in the schedule of works for next week? How can we simplify what next week is looking like? And also do the goals next week and actions directly align with your longer term goals or visions for the business. So are we getting caught up in shiny object syndrome? Are we getting pulled, you know, to pillar from pillar to post with things that we would like to do or feel that we should do, but they aren't actually in any way supporting our overall vision or goals for the business for this month, quarter, year, longer term vision for the business. So do the goals that we have set for ourselves actually align? Are there is there congruence between your goal and your overarching vision for the business? And then really getting clear about the tasks that you have in your diary that are big impact versus little impact tasks. So the tasks in your diary that you're planning to focus your time and energy on as the CEO of your business next week, these should be big impact tasks. Little impact tasks don't belong in your diary. They do not belong in your diary. And if you're still holding on to these, really ask yourself why. Why are you holding on to those tasks? Is it because you don't trust anybody else to do them at the same level as you? Is it because you don't actually have anybody in the business yet to do that? And if you don't, then it's looking at actually do do these need done? Do these need done? Or can I outsource these um, on a project basis if you're not ready to hire longer term in your business? And also, who do you need to be next week to show up as the version of you who's achieved these goals and felt amazing and aligned all week? So what I'm really asking you to think about there and what I do here is really drop into heart resonance here, really, you know, connect in with my higher self. What would the version of Avril, who has already achieved these goals, what would she be saying to herself? What would she be thinking and how would she be planning out her week? Is what I'm planning in alignment with who I need to be to achieve those goals? And if not, what do I need to do? What needs to happen to help me really get into that headspace, connect to my higher self and take actions from that place? And then actually dropping into your heart center and asking, how does it feel? How does my next week feel? When you're looking at your diary, when you're looking at your calendar, when you're looking at what you plan for the next week, is it expansive or restrictive? Are you feeling a sense of restriction or constriction? And this can be in a physical sense um, or just mentally thinking, oh, I already feel overwhelmed. Or does your week feel expansive? Do you feel excited to get stuck in? Do you see where there's space and opportunity for you to really let ideas percolate and grow? Because that is your role as a visionary in your business, creating space. When we look at our calendars, we think we have to shove everything in as much in as possible. Go, 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 get it done, get it done, get it done. And this comes back to the complexity element of it, guys. Where are you creating complexity where complexity does not need to exist? Simplicity in business is the key. And people will say to me, but Avril, I can't, I can't figure this out. How do you make a business simple? And we're going to do some episodes on that in terms of, you know, avoiding shiny object syndrome is the first place to start, but really looking at, you know, where it is that you're seeing the most impact, come back to that big impact and little impact um, concept. Wherever you're having big impact, focus there. And then also then the last part of eliminating energetically aligned is looking at what tasks do you need to outsource, which takes us on beautifully to the A of repeat. And A stands for allocate tasks in your project management tool. And this, if you don't currently use a project management tool, I would definitely recommend that you look into um, getting a project management tool inside the Flow and Freedom Mastermind. We give all of our ladies who come in there over 20 ClickUp templates that they can plug and play into their business because actually using a project management tool to support you 
to achieve your goals and keep that momentum and that just clearing your head space if it's in your head it's clogging up you know precious brain space that it doesn't need to be so getting it out of your head and into a project management tool because what gets scheduled gets done and I have learned this for many years especially in corporate coming into organizations I always seemed to have a knack no matter what my role was what that I was employed to do in corporate I always ended up bringing some element of structure and systems to the business from introducing full-on sales pipeline systems for a sales team for a leading sports brand um to you know really working with startups to working one-on-one with clients it was always the one of the one of the big missing links always was that people who were walking around with all the information in their head about what they needed to do so nobody could nobody else could see what it was and also then there was nothing to actually keep them on track or give them a base mark to come back to or sort of prompt them and sort of say this needs done by this date so that you're able to really get stuff done so what gets scheduled gets done so schedule the tasks for that week into your project management tool with the due dates and the assignees. If it's a member of your team, assign it to your team and add in the description field exactly what it is they need to know to support them to carry that out. Um, and also then just assigning your own tasks as well to keep you on track so you don't have to keep thinking, what, what's next? What do I need to do? Da, 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 da. You know, because it's going to be scheduled in your project management tool so you can switch off and enjoy your free time over the weekend so you're not constantly thinking oh on Monday I need to sort it's done guys it's done and all the time that you're doing this and all the time that I do this I constantly drop in and check with myself how I'm feeling about the week ahead so as I'm scheduling stuff into my project management tool is there still a little niggling feeling there of oh there's too much on my plate I don't feel aligned to this I don't want to do this um, and really just constantly asking yourself what needs to be removed and that can be physically what task needs to be removed um, from your schedule of work so from from your plan for the week ahead but also emotionally what needs to be removed emotionally is there resistance towards something is fear cropping up for you about something um, how is how are emotions showing up for you are you frustrated are you excited are you joyful but genuinely if you're at this stage and you're scheduling in the project management tool and you're still feeling restriction or just a resistance to what you're doing you need to stop and just ask yourself honestly and openly where is it what am I feeling where is this coming from and go into that so that you can really move forward into the next week from a place of just excitement and expansion and, and joy around everything and remove anything that doesn't make you feel expansive if it doesn't make you feel expansive it doesn't make you feel excited allocate that to someone else you get to do that as a business owner of your business and then the last part of the repeat framework is t so this is team updates and tidy up so if you have obviously removed some tasks from your task list or if you've identified things tasks that need to be done by team members during that week what i generally do is i'll drop in um, and update them so that my team are ready for the following weeks that I'm not having to come in on Monday um, at, with a stream of messages from my team going this task has been allocated to me what do I need to do what do I need to do what do I need to do so what actions have you assigned to your team for the following week update them so they're ready to rock and roll on Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday whatever day it is they start and if you've made any strategy updates share these so I see this a lot and I used to be really guilty of this where I'd sit down and I'd review the metrics and I'd review the plan and I'd, I'd be looking over things and I'd decide to make an, make an executive decision because you get to do that as a business owner to change something about the strategy or if we're, you know, we're launching a program or if we're doing something behind the scenes or updating something that it, um, changes the strategy. And 
I would forget to inform anyone else. Um, and this, and then I actually realized just how selfish I was being because when this happened in corporate, there was nothing more annoying than putting pouring your heart and soul into a project or a direction or something, and then for a manager to come along and go, "Oh, we're not doing that anymore." Oh, we'll shift the focus, and you'd be like what? I am personally <laughs> and emotionally involved in this project and you're just moving the goalposts or removing them all together. So really take that time and make sure that your team needs to know um, what's happening because your team also needs to know the direction of travel, right? They can't come with us if they don't know where we're going. So really making sure that they're updated and identify anything else you need to outsource and line up that support. So for me, that's meal planning in the house. That could be um, anything around, you know, ordering in our meals where we um, have those delivered for the following week. It could be childcare. It could be um, kids activities. It could be, you know, beauty appointments, hair appointments, whatever you need for self-care and getting that all booked in so that I have a real clear view of what's coming up the next week. And I really know that I've got the support that I need. So my backroom team is there to support me inside and outside the business to really just live my best life and operate from a place of expansion and alignment in my business because I know I'm surrounded by people supporting me. And then finally, tidy up your office space so that when you come back into it, um, I know for me, I do this at the end of every day, but definitely on a Friday, you know, I'll come in and I'll make sure that it's all, everything is um, filed away. My um, desktop is lovely and clean. That's both desktop in terms of my computer desktop so I'll delete off anything that doesn't need to be there anymore and I'll wipe down my desktop and I'll make sure that everything's up to date on the notice board and just making sure that when I come back into that space it feels spacious and attractive and I want to be in it so when I come back in on Monday morning I'm excited to be there and it's an inviting space for me to be in so lovely so that is my repeat framework and I've been using this you know for well probably informally for about nine months um and it was only over the last probably three months I actually started to refine it into actually a framework so I've been using all the elements of it but I decided it needed packaged up so that I could share it with my clients because this is the divine masculine at play so this is where the taking the aligned action follows the divine feminine of letting things flow being an intuition really letting things come through us and also I use it to make sure that I don't burn myself out or waste time Time, we can't buy time. It is one thing that we cannot buy. So when we learn to actually use it to support us in a really positive and productive way, and people say, I don't have time for my own business. Well, when you carve out and you create and you get very intentional about creating this time to really step into your higher self and step into that role of the visionary and the leader within your business, then CEO design time becomes a non-negotiable and it's a real shifter and expander in your business because it literally will expand you it'll expand your business and it'll also expand your capacity to generate more and create more without burning yourself out or your team and I'm going to leave you with one last tea because I always remind myself this after I've cleaned my desk and I've tidied up my workspace the last tea that you really should embody when it comes to the repeat framework is tune out and go play and enjoy your weekend so if you're coming in to Monday and you're listening to this podcast as it's dropped today and you're thinking, gosh, I wish I had it done that last week, then take this opportunity and do it this week. And I'd love to hear your feedback on it. I have loved speaking with you today, my lovelies, about this topic. And I'd love to know what has resonated with you, what has struck a chord, or what your findings are when you implement this within your business. So make sure and come and connect with me and uh, let me know how you've got on.